Hey, this is Mike Bob, and I'm a guy who used to make things, and sometimes I still do. These days, I prefer making podcasts, and I have a new one called Soundtrack to My Life. On this podcast, I talk to different creative people about the music that shaped them. Sometimes the conversations are funny, and sometimes they're just kind of sweet. I love that Pina Colada song. Yeah, I do. Rihanna has had a huge impact on my songwriting. I'm diving into the ocean, finding that one fish that has the toxins, and I'm just drinking those toxins all day. Maybe they're saying, like, you should now go forth and rock. It's like a peace be with you situation. I also have a playlist called F Jams. One and two. <laughs> Just in case. We danced to a jazz version of my favorite things. Soundtrack to my life. It's available exclusive on Spotify. It's a exclusive. I'm going to try to make that word take off. It's a music plus talk show, meaning I can play songs in their entirety. So think of this as an interactive playlist with some of the coolest creative people I know. And you should know too. Soundtrack to my life. A Spotify exclusive. Hi, I'm Mike Bobbitt. I am a lot of things. I'm a comedian, I'm a podcaster, I'm a writer, an actor, and a storyteller. But most of all, I'm a dad now. Movies were an important part of my childhood, and I'm hoping they'll be an important part of my kids' childhood, too. So through this podcast, I talk to my friends about movies that were important to them when they grew up, and I also talk to my friends who are parents about their experiences introducing their own kids to movies. This is Movies for Kids. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever grow up. Sometimes I wonder if I know it's me. I know it's me. Talking this week with my very good friend, the incredibly talented and absolutely brilliant comedian, Sam Rager, who also happens to be one of the most delightful people who has ever lived and is my son's godmother. <laughs> I am very honored by everything. Most honored by being a Benji's godmother, but I'm honored by everything you said. I don't know. Your album's really good. I think I would be more honored to have a great comedy album. <laughs> <laughs> than to, you know, be the godmother of uh, for parents that are kind of religion neutral. So it's an honorary <laughs> title. Like you're not going to have to take them to be baptized or get a first communion or anything. We just wanted you to be an important figure in his life. So. <laughs> So this podcast is talking about like movies. I want to try to figure out movies that I can show him that might not be on my radar because I'm grandpa dad. <laughs> and um, you had the most unique childhood of anyone I know. Were movies part of your childhood at all or not <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. My So my dad loved horror movies and he didn't want to watch them alone. So one of my earliest memories uh, is being three years old and having him hold me down as we watched Candyman together. <laughs> <laughs> I remember asking him, like, will you promise to cover my eyes during the scary part? And he's like, yep, and he did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, from everything I know about your dad from your act, it does not surprise me. He did not make good on that promise. <laughs> 
uh, he he would take my sister and I because he hated going to movies alone. So he would like on school nights he would like take us to the midnight movies because they were cheaper, and uh, we would get like jealous. He would only he would only take one of us at a time. Now that also surprises me because what I know about your parents, I would think that they had some sort of system in place of going to the fire exit, <laughs> buying one ticket, <laughs> and then getting the rest of the family. He did lie about our ages, like well after we were like <laughs> the kids' age. So delightful. What movie do you remember loving growing up? I'm assuming being held down and forced to watch Candyman didn't really make it a favorite for you. No, I I have yet to watch them as an adult either. Um, I loved Jurassic Park. I went to go see Jurassic Park at the theater with with both of them. Mm -hmm. And I uh, also loved The Mummy when that first came out. They took us like as a family to go see that. Like the Brendan Fraser yeah, I okay. had the biggest crush on Brandon Brazier when I was a kid. Those movies were really delightful, and I'm kind of surprised that they didn't keep making more of them. Maybe they got too ambitious with the CG, because I, my memory was, even at the time, the CG in the first one that showed the Scorpion King was really spotty. Oh but, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but, the Rock's uh, cinematic debut. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder why Brendan Fraser doesn't get to make more movies, because he's a really, like, charming actor. Yeah, he said he'd be up for more, he was, like, interviewed recently, he said he said he would be up for more mommy movies. Yeah, because the Tom Cruise one wasn't great. No, they tried to make it too action-y, and I I think something that I loved about The Mummy is that it was, like, while it did have some some scary parts, or at least, like, scary for a kid, it it definitely had, like, a light-hearted... like, I think the word that you used was perfect charm about it. Now, did it scare you as a kid? Um, there were a couple parts that, that scared me. Um, but I guess after watching Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a quality a quality theater um, close to where my, my mom lived. And my, my dad would make my mom take college classes to get student loan money. I uh-huh. think he was... <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to become a teacher but i think he knew that she would like pass away before he would have to pay any of the loans back mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> my instinct is to cringe and feel terrible but then when you laugh i'm always like are my instincts wrong <laughs> but i don't think they are <laughs> <laughs> He would take my sister and I to the movies while she was in class, and there was okay. a dollar theater. That mm-hmm. quality was uh, had a couple dollar movies, and there was at one point where the it was like a kids movie or the Water Boy, and <laughs> my my dad uh, took us to see the Water Boy nine times at. This oh. <laughs> so, Water Boy is your Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> You can just quote Waterboy. <laughs> what do you think you're most excited for us to introduce Benji to? Or what do you want to introduce him to? Ooh, uh, I, I'm so excited for when, when you both introduce him to Star Wars. Just because it's like such a huge part of your life. And I can't wait to see like him enjoy it because i think that's like really important my dad uh watched like star wars with me as a kid and i I couldn't remember a lot of it because i wished that he was more into it um but i loved watching that with him and then also clash of the titans so i think like the the 
late 70s, early 80s style and it's definitely like a... I mean, the prequels are okay too. And Now, I, I asked Quentin Hicks about this because his son is 13, I believe, and his son prefers the prequels over the original trilogy. And I'm wondering if Benji will have a thing where he prefers the most recent trilogy and if I'll be able to... Uh, because I've since come around after reading the unfilmed Colin Trevorrow um, script for episode nine. I've since come around and I'm on the same page as Santiago, uh, your boyfriend and Benji's godfather, that (laughs) The Last Jedi is not a good movie to the point where I'm like, I'm not in a hurry to own it. (laughs) So I wonder if the most recent trilogy becomes his favorite if I'm going to be able to be cool and be like, yeah, you you like what you like, buddy. Or if I'm going to team up with Santiago and be like, no, listen, let me tell you why. (laughs) I hope that I'm mature enough to let him like the things that he likes instead of telling him why he's wrong to like the things that he likes. Because I remember seeing the Chips movie with Allison and I spent a couple years telling her why she was wrong for liking the Chips movie. Was that the remake? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, well, obviously, you know how I feel. <laughs> I feel because I want to be like the, the trailer because I I enjoy like my um, my taste sometimes for movies. Like I just want some fluff. I want some like cotton candy. It, it, like the the trailers for it made it seem like that, and I was like, oh, I enjoy stuff like that. Like Bridget Jones's Diary is my favorite movie. Oh. I was rooting for it because Dax Shepard is from Michigan, so I really wanted to like it. And uh, Rosa Salazar, uh, who was in Alita Battle Angel, was our neighbor in L.A. and kind of knew her a, l- a little bit through like mutual friends. So That's I, super dope. Yeah, so I really wanted to like Chips, and it made me angry. Like how angry Santiago got when I said that I liked Last Jedi. <laughs> That's how I felt about seeing the Chips movie. And we saw it in a test screening, so I was asked my opinion. And everyone who kind of said that they liked or loved it, I would not stop loudly telling everyone why they were wrong. (laughs) I would have paid to see that. (laughs) (laughs) I Yeah. DJ Dangler and I used to go to a lot of test screenings, and I remember going to one in a screening room. I can't remember what it was called, but it was a really bad action movie. And because we were in a studio screening room, everyone's kind of, after the lights come up, politely laughing or, or clapping their hands. And DJ stood up and was like, no, no, you stop <laughs> clapping right now. <laughs> And everyone quickly stopped, and then the marketing people were like, does anyone have anything nice to say about this? No one did, so they were like, all right, I I think we're done. And then that movie ended up coming out direct to, like, Amazon streaming or something like that. (laughs) So is that the worst one that you've seen at the test theater? That, and we saw, um, there was some movie about, like, the Sharon Tate Manson murders called, like, Wolves at the Gate or something like that. And Allison and I saw that one, and that is right up there, along with (laughs) Chips, as the three worst movies I've ever seen in advance. And I also saw that Tom Cruise movie in advance, so... (laughs) 
<laughs> so they are worse than Tom Cruise's mummy. What's we, what was your favorite one to see? Oh, there were some movies that we got to see, like. We saw The Boy, which is the horror movie about, like, the porcelain doll and stuff. And it it was kind of neat to see movies like that before they came out because I could tweet the filmmakers directly and just let them know, like, hey, I saw this thing and I think it's really good. And I really like that movie. Um, Even the bad movies, I like getting to see movies before anyone else got to see. Like, we saw a pop star never stop popping or never stop stopping whatever, you know, the... You know which one I'm talking about, right? The Lonely, the Lonely Island. Island. Yeah. yeah. And the cut that we saw was completely different than the cut that got released. So it was kind of neat to see something like that and get to see it months and months and months before anyone else got to see it. So with stuff like that, do you do you go to see it after it comes out too to see the changes? If it's a movie that we really, really enjoyed, like Popstar we ended up buying because we really liked the test screening of it. So we bought it on Blu-ray and we're really surprised that it was a completely different movie than what we saw. So sometimes if it was a movie that we were like, oh, we're probably not going to like this later. Like we saw um, Pacific Rim 2 early enough to where (laughs) it was mostly just green screen (laughs) was what we saw. And um, but I didn't really feel a need to go back and see it. We're like, "Eh, I don't know. We we got the idea. How did this turn into you interviewing me, Sam? How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I I love uh, like hearing you talk about movies, though. Oh well, thank God I'm finally doing another podcast where that's all I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I am so lucky, and Benji is so lucky that we have you in his life to guide him and uh, hold him down one day and force him to watch. <laughs> Candyman and the upcoming Candyman sequel, reimagining, reboot, whatever it is that Jordan Peele's doing. So um. oh, it's gonna be awesome. We're, we're gonna, you guys have that bumbo, that bumbo seat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I've never seen Candyman. But it's one of those movies that terrifies Allison as well. I, I think maybe I'm going to have to watch Candyman now. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I want to. I haven't seen it as an adult. Um, so I want to. I kind of want to go back and <laughs> watch it to see like what I might have tried blocking out of my three year old mind. I saw Sleepaway Camp. My aunt, who really loves horror movies, took me and my brother when we were very very young. I think I was like eleven, and my brother was nine. And it was because my parents were going through some rough times and talking to a priest. So my aunt, and maybe it was because my brother and I were subconsciously aware or whatever, but Sleepaway Camp scarred me for life. And then Allison and I watched it fairly recently, and I thought, oh, I think Sleepaway Camp's supposed to be a comedy. And... uh <laughs> And then I watch it with the commentary and realize, oh, no, it's not supposed to be a comedy, even though Sleepaway Camp 2 and Sleepaway Camp 3 are comedies. But on the commentary for the first one, the writer-director talks about how he is upset that they turned his franchise into comedy films. Uh, (laughs) So, um, yeah. But that movie terrified me. And now it's funny. I haven't seen that one yet either. Oh, we have it if you want to borrow it. Yeah, what is it about? It's about a sleepaway camp. (laughs) (laughs) 
Did you ever go to a sleepaway camp after you watched that movie? No, and there was no way I was going to. (laughs) You know my mom, so you know, uh, and you know the dynamic that my mom and I have. So it should come as no surprise to you that I was very spoiled as a child and tend to get my way all the time. So, yeah, even if there were plans to send me away to camp, that wasn't going to (laughs) happen. Are you and Allison going to send Benji to a sleepaway camp? You know, Allison was a camp counselor, so she has friends now. Like her friend Amy, who stood up in her wedding, is one of her best friends, and she met her when she was working at a camp. So if it's a thing that he's interested in, I think he should get to do that. But I think it's one of those things to maybe let him decide. I would encourage him to, I think. And did you, uh, did uh, Allison tell you about the camp counselor thing early in your relationship? Did you, or did you open up to her about the sleepaway camp? (laughs) (laughs) I think I knew very early on because she isn't like I am where I have like a billion friends that I consider all like super close friends. She's very selective with her friends. And um, so I, I think as soon as I met Amy, I was kind of like, what's her story? And then I was like, oh, you're a camp counselor. Uh, also, Allison and I went out on a canoe trip uh, very early on into dating, and she had to be in charge of steering the canoe and stuff. <laughs> so she's much more equipped with that. And so I knew from that. That is awesome. That like I like that dynamic, too. That was like... That movie was caused a lot of. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I feel bad that. Yeah, I'm so happy this movie damaged you. All. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I. It makes me smile at that you have that in your past, but like your your loving partner is like a former camp counselor. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this, Sam. It is always great to talk to you. Allison and I love you so much, and oh, Benji I love loves you. you and, too. You yeah. love Benji too, and, and your my, mom. My mom loves you, so I mean, you're part of the family. And uh, I can't wait until all of this quarantine stuff is over, so I can go back to your open mic and uh, work on new material. Yeah, I would look forward to having you. You're like a bright gem. Uh, you like you like lit up that open mic. with my tongue-in-cheek harassment of the audience (laughs) (laughs) they were dying laughing so thank you (laughs) (laughs) don't encourage me (laughs) (laughs) all right i'll let you get back to santiago send him our love and i'll talk to you later buddy send allison and benji and your mom my love i will